On the 17th of July, 1978, there appeared along the timberline of Mount Hood, Oregon, three creatures never before filmed. They are the monsters of the Northwest. The Indians call them Sasquatch, the white man Bigfoot. These primal-looking figures are human beings dressed in costumes for a motion picture. In every detail, they are duplicates of the part man, part ape, described by a variety of reliable eyewitnesses. off northern Vancouver Island is at the center of an eerie mystery. People in Alert Bay say they've been hearing strange screams and howls from the forest at night, and the legend of the Sasquatch runs deep in their First Nations culture. As CTV's Gord Curvis reports, some are now wondering if those legends are real. It's an eerie recording captured on a cell phone of something that's making strange howling noises heard throughout Alert Bay. I've heard it scream three times, but uh, it's been coming here for years. Whatever's been making the noise is heard primarily at night. Art Dick hears the vocalizations just outside of his home. He's convinced the calls are from a Sasquatch. He believes the creature is real because of several previous encounters, like several years ago on a remote island further south when a tree was thrown at himself and fellow clam diggers. Pulled the tree right out of the ground. The branches were still on it. <laughs> I don't know anything that can just literally pull a tree with roots and all. I mean, you know, you see a little alder growing out there, and you try to go and pull it out, you're not going to be able to do it. While the howls and screams that have been heard throughout Alert Bay could be dismissed as simply animal noises, you have to keep in mind that Comron Highland is a location where there is no wildlife. There's no bears, no cougars, not even any deer. <laughs> are your hosts, Tim and Cat. Yeti, Sasquatch, Skunk Ape, Wood Ape, Yowie, Yaren, Grassman, Wood Booger, Almas, but most widely and lovingly known, the Bigfoot. For those listeners old enough to remember staying up to watch grainy TV and have a host with show you the Patterson-Gimlin film of the Patty Sasquatch on 6mm film, walk up from a sandbank and into a forest. This episode is for you. An 11 second film that has never been disproven. Actually, I watched a nice doc on CBC recently about that very film where anthropologist and professor of anatomy Jeff Meldrum of Idaho State explained using the film the various musculature of Patty the Sasquatch. This week we are going to talk about a few Sasquatch encounters. But before we get there, I wanted to quickly, for the uninitiated, give a quick overview from the things that I stole and rewarded from Wikipedia about the Sasquatch. Oh, I, I think I'm missing a sentence there. Who's telling Billy died? One thing Midnight Owl is not, is an expert. We learn what we can about the amazing cryptids and stories leading up to an episode. It's up to you, the listener, to go out there and decide for yourself what is real and what may just be a good story. That should avoid any lawsuits. 
There are many different versions of the Sasquatch that have been across the world. Typically, it's a large, muscular, bipedal, ape-like creature. The heights can range anywhere between 1.8 meters and 4.6 meters. 6 foot to 15 feet. Almost always, there has been a pungent, foul-smelling odor given off by the Bigfoot, akin to rotten eggs or skunk. There is a flat nose and visible lips. No visible neck. Broad shoulders with long arms. The eyes of the majestic woodland friend are described as dark with little to no color and glow red or yellow at night. The fur ranges from black, brown, or reddish. There has been people that have witnessed the toppled trees and simple structures built to announce their territorial limits. They have had large rocks thrown at them when the Yeti feels provoked and even late at night heard them vocalizing with each other in terrifying grunts and screams. The anecdotal evidence is vast but incomplete with an actual big... The anecdote... <clears throat> the anecdotal evidence is vast but incomplete. Without an actual Bigfoot body, we can never prove they exist. Noted in the First Nations cultures all the way back to cave paintings, it's possible the first Bigfoot traveled across the frozen Bering Strait with our ancestors. More modern evidence has been visual sightings, videos, and audio recordings, photographs, and large footprints that have been plaster-casted. Some of these casts are 610 millimeters long and 200 millimeters wide. Or, as our neighbors to the south might say, 24 inches long and 8 inches wide. <laughs> there has been a great number of these sightings that have been proven to be hoaxes even more often they even more often than that they have been proven to be misidentification maybe a black bear sighting on its hind legs with mange or possibly a hermit or reclusive human being <clears throat> Maybe a black bear. Why say. did you just go like Uncle Bunker? Right up in the woods for <laughs> like, a human. A human boy. Oh, Jenny. There has been a few spots you did sound like Forrest Gump. Okay. I even thought it was like, he sounds like Forrest Gump. I was like, I'm not going to interrupt to tell you, but now that I've interrupted. When I talk right. in a, a low melodic tone, I often want to go southern gentleman with it. A little twang, yeah. I, okay. Is that like cultural appropriation? Like I want a sweet tea and just maybe a black bear with mange sitting on its hind legs or possibly a hermit or reclusive human being that has chosen to shun society whether or not due to psychological damage as suggested in the Wikipedia article or... In this humble human's opinion, brave people that have chosen to eschew the convenience of modern society for the benefit of not having to take part in it. If I didn't appreciate so much not having to hunt for every meal, shitting indoors, or sleeping in an... <clears throat> if I didn't appreciate so much having... If I didn't appreciate so much not having to hunt for every meal, the joy of shitting indoors, or... Sleeping in above-freezing conditions, I might consider it. In certain climate conditions like Florida, it might make sense that there are apes kept as pets that were either abandoned or escaped that have found a way to survive and congregate. I, for one, give weight to the idea of an ancestor species, mostly because it's just a cool story. Where had Bigfoot where has Bigfoot played a part in our history of North America? What have they witnessed as outside observers? Are they mostly a nocturnal species that lives in vast cave systems yet to be uncovered by human exploration? Why don't they get spotted by satellites? Theodore Roosevelt wrote about another hunter having an encounter with a Bigfoot in his book, The Wilderness Hunter, which was published in 1893. Roosevelt related a story told to him by a grizzled, weather-beaten old mountain hunter named 
Bowman that occurred near the Salmon River between Montana and Idaho. According to the story, Bowman and another man were hunting and trapping beaver when they learned that they were being stalked by a creature they thought to be a bear. Roosevelt writes, Oh, I got a bumble. Jen is waiting. (laughs) Roosevelt writes the creature ransacked the camp while they were gone, and the next day, while Bowman was away, it broke his companion's neck. Bowman, utterly unnerved and believing that the creature with which he had to deal was something either half-human or half-devil, some great goblin beast abandoned everything but his rifle and struck off at speed down the pass until beyond the reach of pursuit, Roosevelt wrote. Jane Goodall once stated that she was a romantic. Goodall replied when asked if she thought the Bigfoot existed, I would like to, I would like Bigfoot to exist. I've met people who swear they've seen Bigfoot. I think the interesting thing is every single continent, there's an equivalent of Bigfoot or Sasquatch. There's the Yeti, the Yowie in Australia, the the Chinese wild man, and on and on. I've heard stories from people who have... uh, I've heard stories from people who you have to believe them. There's so... There's something there. I don't know what it is. Well, she might be open-minded about Bigfoot. She doesn't have the same feeling when it comes to all cryptozoological creatures. The Loch Ness Monster, she said, obviously doesn't exist. Hmm, Jane Goodall. You just went down one point in my book. Les Stroud has heard some strange things in the woods, and although not an outright believer, he is willing to discuss the possibility. The first few episodes of his TV series on the subject were in Alberta and British Columbia. I look forward to seeing them. We all want to believe like Todd Standing, who took the British Columbia government to civil court to sue over dereliction of duty for not protecting the lands he believes he has videotaped Sasquatch on. He was laughed out of court. His videos are, however, compelling. So, that might have went on for just a little bit too long. What do you think? No, I like it because that is, and I like the playing with the voices too. And I hope you keep that in there. Like where you randomly switch. It keeps the listener like, oh, okay, change of pace. <laughs> um, no, I like it. That's very much like OG Midnight Owl. Yeah. That, yeah, no, I like that. And then now I think it's hybrid because that was more like the tone and the pace and the storytelling traditionally the way you've handled cryptids. Yep. And then with Bearden and Boy- Board, you've gone like impromptu improv conversation with like just a, a loose idea of where things are going, but kind of let it go where it's going to go. So I feel like this is a perfect hybrid between it feels like the Midnight Owl, fantastic intro. Then we can play a little bit with conversation around the content and around the theme. Yes. Well, and, and that was my Which problem. I think is, yeah, which is cool because I like that scripted, like I I enjoy that piece too mm-hmm. and the conversation. So it's like, okay, yeah, you get to set it up and now let's just like rip into it a bit and be done with it. Exactly. And, and I, I have gotten such wonderful feedback on people that really enjoyed The Midnight Owl. Hmm. I feel safe saying that, like, I am extremely proud of what we did. Mm. We were researched. Well, we you wrote. were there the whole time. I just stepped in at the last second when you were like, yeah, I'm about to shut this down. I'm like, well, that was fun for a minute. <laughs> you know. I, I thought it was boring. I thought if anybody, like. Well, I, that's fair. If you're over it, like, if you're not into it, then, like, there's no point continuing. I get that. Like, who was I going to, like, say, like, oh, you should listen to this. 40 minutes of me droning on for something like that you could have. Thank you. But, and people, and you know what I mean? If that's not the audience that you were really feeling passionate about providing something for, I get that. But I do feel like there has to be people who would still sign back up for, like, another little touch of that vibe. Well, I feel like, yes, absolutely. And that's the feedback that I was hearing. So I was like, if I could give that 15-minute piece of, like, here's what we're going to talk. Feels like home. Yeah, 10 to 15 minutes. And then, like, 
that's the broad strokes. And then you and I aren't struggling to work in details, details, details. So like I can get that work done out front. And then if you bring something to the table, I bring something to the table as like, here's an encounter, here's this like factoid or event. And then like we could discuss that. I think that we're, we're in for a great, great new setup for the Midnight Owl. I like it and I feel like, okay, perfect. That That is where I would fit into the grand scheme of your things. We're like, this is fun. The conversation has been fun. But I definitely like the tra- traditional and like, yeah, like that, that was our vibe. So like, I'm happy to get back to that setup. Um, just so I know going forward, would you prefer I pre-record that and send it to you? Or do you like me no, just talking I, at you and getting to joke around a bit? I like it and I like that, like, okay, now it's fresh and as it's happening for you and the listeners, I'm hearing, and like I know what I have prepared, so I'm just gonna have to go with what I have. And that's almost the exciting, as I'm sitting here, I'm like, oh, okay, you're naming things I touched on. So I feel like, okay, we were on the same page in terms of where we were starting from tonight, but then you gave me other ideas, talking points. So no, nice. I like that. If you come with, just tell me the broad topic. Yeah. And then I will just prep what I prep. And then we'll see where you start us off and we're either on the same page or we're not. And either way, it's a conversation. I'm so excited. I think that you and I can like knock this out of the park as far as... The hard work's on you preparing that little intro piece. The rest of it stays easy for me. Yeah. Well... Unless you want like, you know, any help with research in advance. And then you don't have to tell me what pieces you pick. But if you just say, let's do this topic... You know, if I send you a couple articles or sources and you pick a couple and then I'll still be surprised what way you took it. But I'm just saying, like, I don't want you to feel like, oh, my God, here I am back to writing these things that I already got bored of once. Well, I I would definitely appreciate, like, if you're looking into it, too, and then, uh, like, we'll decide on each of them, like, what we want to talk about afterwards kind of thing. So, like, uh, Loch Ness Monster. Okay. I if we do that, I want to talk about the photo. That is okay. going to be the biggest thing in the world that I want to uh, touch on. Uh, maybe like the dinosaur stuff. And then what What would you like to talk about? If you're like uh, an encounter. Here's this farmer who has this great story. If there's like audio clips, you can send that to me. And okay. I can cut that all uh, beforehand and play it off my phone onto here so we can hear it in real time and like make commentary on it. Cool. Okay. Yeah, yeah. that works for me. Sweet. Okay. Because you're I good like at that. It. You're good at really finding like the the low key stories and stuff. Okay. Well, well, it'll be fun. Feel like teamwork. Yeah, I'm into it. And because you're a part of this, like we'll find what works best for Tim and Cat over time. Like I don't want to put us too much yeah. in the box that like. I'm good with that. This is our. Show I mean, now. I'm pretty much good to roll with whatever because you do keep finding like really ridiculous topics, which entertains me before we even get into it. I'm like, okay, this is what we're doing now. <laughs> well, we've talked about the Mandela effect. Like, uh, you wanted to do like a response episode. Yeah. 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 Well, like I told you, I'm still behind and I'll have to play catch up. But I feel like I should put that on my homework to re-listen. And yeah, I would definitely like to have a conversation around that. Yeah, and you should good. listen to the 2.0 episode as well. Okay. Okay. So I'm, I will like get all 2. caught 3. up and then I'll be able to comment. Yes. Nice. Okay. Here's me giving you homework. All right. Well, I'm like, so should I write that down? Six I'm like, I really gonna should. <laughs> I really should. Homework. I'm Catch. glad you think of listening to my show as homework. No, the prep piece is the homework. The rest mm-hmm. of it is pure joy. But just the prepping a response requires a little bit of effort. No, oh, I get it. I'm not hurt. I'm fine. Mandela effect. And we'll, uh, yeah, we'll work to find, like, what the next episode is or something. I think uh, a house elf one would probably be pretty cool. Okay. Or just house spirits. The, the like, the protective spirits. Just because you moved into your new place and we can uh, get you a nice house goblin. <laughs> no. House elf. Dobby. Um, all right. Cat. Do you believe in the Bigfoot? And do you have a Bigfoot tattoo? <laughs> I do not have a Bigfoot tattoo. But I am open to the possibility of the Bigfoot tattoo. I don't know that I'm so <laughs> open about the. So actually, as you're doing your intro, yep. 
Um, so Todd standing and the whole 2005 BC court case that was not that I fixated, but like I did spend a good amount of time yesterday just like reviewing that because I remember there being this really ridiculous case. So like, I'm did glad you, you touched video? on that. Um, I so I watched a video that I think was on Global or CBC. This is like back going back in the archives, right? Where yeah, he's very, making this very like impassioned plea for the importance of you know the habitat, the natural habitat in the BC Rockies, and then the government's failure to protect it. Like you said, um, I'm actually surprised we haven't heard more from him, or that like that's the type of person I always hope. Not that I personally want to sign up to follow them, but you always kind of hope when these people come out of the woodworks that like, oh God, someone join his gang. Like, can we just get a movement for this? But like, yeah, I guess there was obviously not enough people on board. That Les Stroud, the survivor man, that's what started his uh, TV series I mentioned. He went up, interviewed was... with him and took him out into the woods. And no. Like, yeah. Okay, I did not know that. So like he, he did the full survivor man setup where it's just the two of them cameras they set up and go out and pick up and like they they just did it themselves went out uh i don't think they found anything and (laughs) i've seen one or two interviews with him where he can be quite uh todd standing eccentric but he was taking youtubers out to to debunk them and stuff so i read about him making claims that like every time they do these wilderness trips like they see something people have experiences that like guaranteed just not enough people are like willing to be open-minded where and this is where i decided in reading through and prepping because i don't think i had decided previously whether i believe it or not but you touched on when you said about the body we don't have body as evidence i think that kind of does it for me no body no crime here's you know but the caves the caves and neanderthals buried their dead so if this was a Neolithic species or it has the intelligence of mm. around about a caveman, they could be burying their deceased. Well, and this is, I thought, maybe it's underground because the whole deforestation of Canada, of a lot of North America, of most of the globe, honestly, mm-hmm. you would think that just like all the other animals that are running out of habitat and that we're seeing more and more in the cities because cities are expanding and we're taking more from the land and we're leaving land barren, that the odds would be increasing that we would have encounters, that there'd be undeniable proof like, oh, okay, we finally busted down enough of the forest that like, yeah, they're there. But when you say about caves, if they live largely underground and only come out at night, then okay, I can see why maybe we haven't why it's not happening that it's so obvious you knock down enough trees and there's a family of them standing in the woods well if they're living underground when you talk about their glowing red or yellow eyes and the whole nocturnal piece then like okay maybe this is some like cave dwelling being that therefore then minimizes our like as surface walkers odds of running into them i have to say quickly that i love the glowing eyes piece and i'm not really in this round out yet but that's largely been disproven because great apes don't tend to none of them have their reflective eyes but a lot of owls uh and other animals do so it could be a misidentification of a herring or an owl or some other kind of uh mammal but well and for the number of hunters that go out looking for hairs, like, like claim to find tufts of hair that can't be identified in lab as belonging to any other mammal known to, you know, frequent these same habitats. The hairs and like digging for bones and that. Where it's just like, well, if we're finding bits and pieces, why are we not finding a body? Yeah. You know, so I have a hard time with that. <laughs> I definitely think it picked it up. You know what it is? I live around the corner from a U-Haul uh, uh, rental place okay. and you know how people treat rentals they drive them like they stole it yeah. so like and it's a rough road so there's this constant like yeah every once in a while someone gets real excited that they have a u-haul and just like abuse it down the road so sorry if that picked up i'm That's pretty fine. sure it did because it like overwhelmed my hearing anyways you know what we were just in a natural habitat of recording so it's yeah, fine i guess we, we got through our piece at the top okay that makes sense. I, I still do. I am enthralled by the idea of 
if they've been around for this long and they have a level of intelligence that is greater than the apes, less than a human being, then they could have rituals and rites of mm. those early species and they would be taking care of their dead in their way, either bringing them back to the caves or bringing them and burying them somewhere. But yeah, at no point has uh, one died solo or like wandered off. Like, yeah. Like, like not even once, not even one drop dead had a heart attack and we as humans beat his own kind to figuring out where he dropped. Like, really though? I don't know. I, I struggle with that. The other thing I wanted to clarify so there's that iconic video you referenced. The Patterson-Gimlin like, film. Is that the one from 1967? Um, because when I was doing... It's the one where reading. he's coming up from the sand banks and it's like all grainy and the Sasquatch like turns and looks at the camera and keeps walking. Maybe that's the one. Because I kept reading of like referencing this 1967. Yeah. So, oh no, that that happened in Canada. The one that I was reading on, this was in California. Two men. It was California. Oh, was it? Oh, okay, yeah. sorry, I read Canada yeah. there. Uh, one of the countries of origin ah, for the Bigfoot is okay. Canada. Then this was the one. And so, okay, from that, I have additional questions mm -hmm. that make it a little harder for me to convince myself of the possibility because cameras modern technology, modern methods of research have improved. We, you talked about satellites. Mm -hmm. Satellites not pick them up. I guarantee you there are people out there with drones searching the Rockies and wherever else we suspect they may be. So with all our modern technology that still hasn't, or at least not that I can find, with the internet, you think that if people had a good amount of supporting evidence, we would be finding it on the internet. Yeah. But it's still a really foggy, like, well, is it or isn't it? a legit video when you find one it's all like blurry from the side or you know what i mean could yeah. be a man in a costume like how with all our technology and all of our research abilities now do we still not have beyond that one video which could be as well done as the moon landing just one they just one time they just had to do it one time like a yeah. good 11 seconds of Okay, yes, and you're absolutely right. And people have come forward and gotten on lie detectors to say that either they were in the suit, that they designed the suit, absolutely. But the Idaho guy that I talked about, the uh, university professor, mm. he's known for being one of the few eccentric actual scientists to say, like, definitively the Bigfoot exists. He collects all the footprints and stuff like that. You can look at the footprint that they made and the... You, the tracks because he's he's a professor of musculature the way that the foot bends in the middle is not a guy in a fucking suit that is a break in the uh the actual foot of the animal and when they plaster cast it in the middle of the thing in like the actual cast you can see the different pressure from the way that the foot would step down he can track as the person goes and unless you had andre the giant in this suit the trapezoids of this giant thing, you can see the muscles move and flex. They can track the musculature throughout like the, the side of the animal. So it, he, in his opinion, because he's done it for years, he sits down their students, he's like, zoom in, tell me what muscles you're seeing. Because they would compare it to other mm -hmm. different animals and apes. And you can actually see the muscles bend and flex. So unless you had a seven foot bodybuilder inside the suit that was skin tight, how else would you get that like reflective thing? That's really intense. You just got like really intense about that. <laughs> well, I saw it yesterday and like eh, I've always been like I full disclosure Come on. I, yeah. It, it, You're in favor hard. of the impossible. I'm are. in favor of the impossible. And like it, the wonder in me doesn't want to outright dismiss it. But let's let's be honest. You're right. Why haven't we seen any evidence? We have incurred into their forest so much. Mm. Another possible explanation of why it's always grainy film. Is there an extra dimensional being that isn't quite in phase so that it can't actually be picked up on camera? <laughs> I actually had that thought, not that I found anything to support it when I was researching, but 
I was sitting there thinking because when I don't have a better explanation, it's usually like, well, obviously, because there's another dimension at play here. Right. And just occasionally enough is the veil thin enough that we've caught a glimpse of something on another space timeline, dimension, or however else it works that like maybe there are things that more are more aware of our existence that we don't see. Or likewise, they're just existing in their own world and occasionally catching a glimpse of a human and they're like, oh my God, they're like tiny yetis. They're just like itty bitty tiny yetis once the in a while. Foot. We are like the leprechaun to their well, stories of, of lore. Speaking you know? of the Irish, you talk about the Fae and there was different portals like all around mm. the world where this, like you would step into this very natural world. Right. So, but, and again, I think that's like lore on the likelihood is maybe at a biological uh, thing that like maybe it's just a happenstance of evolution that they're more magnetized or they have a higher electrical field around them. Like maybe that's from living underground. They're closer to some kind of source or they eat some kind of mineral and that gives them a higher uh, electrical field. Probably unlikely, but I like the explanation. As likely as any other nonsensical yeah. sense we're trying to make of it. Yeah, yeah but... And when they talk about, like, the, the natives having stories of them, typically, uh, and, and the timing of this coming out was all, like, a need. A need to have this wonder about the forest. So, like, in the 60s, they were starting to become more environmentalist movement. So we had a focus on the woods. What's in the woods? Woods are scary. Like, and then the Sasquatch kind of came to the forefront. But every single culture across like all the way back to cave paintings having these like things like it's so weird one of the stories that i read and i was just trying to jump on wikipedia to find it um it is um not coming up the tool river the is the most cultures um so what had happened was this is one of my favorite ones he there is this guy in california and he is kind of the one that started everything he was a construction worker like a bulldozer they were deforesting and uh he gets out of his truck and he sees this giant footprint you know it, 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 it's like 12 inches uh, long or however like big the big foot thing is it's the classic bigfoot giant thing and he looks at it and he figures nah someone's messing with me and he sees another one. He's like, that's really weird. And he mentions it to the other guys that he's working with on the crew. And they're like, yeah, you know what? Like, I haven't told anybody, but on a different site, I saw the feet. And then they start telling more and more stories. Like, yeah, there was this 400-pound gas barrel that just, without explanation, was 100 meters in a different direction tipped over. Like, I don't know what happened. And... So he tells the newspaper, newspaper comes up, everybody gets engrossed in this, he sees it a few more times, there's an investigation that happens. I think even the FBI has done like a, a follow-up on a lot of these reports. Um, and so but he, he's like, I, I believe in the Bigfoot now, blah, 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 blah. And then like in the late 90s, after one of his co-workers died, their family came forward and he's like, yeah, they he had this big wooden Bigfoot thing and he was just fucking with oh, them for years. Jesus. <laughs> yeah. I love it. I love it so much. What an asshole. But I mean, the magic, the magic and the wonder, you know, that he inspired for so many. Oh, my God. What a great oh, guy, Jesus. man. I want to give him a hug. What a great like, guy, you son of a bitch. Fucking family should never have said anything. They should have just let I like that. People that, like, you're kind of a piece of shit, but also a really good guy. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you can't hate him for yeah. having fun. It just, like, did it get out of hand or did it get exactly yeah. as interesting as it should have been? That's fantastic. Um, I had a thought while you were talking about that about... The, the like why is there no body because as you're going on i was like how is someone i don't know i thought it was going to work into like someone actually saw one mm -hmm. on site or something um but again about the the bodies 
Alternatively, what if they are immortal, so there is no corpse because there has never been one to die? Oh. They're like just the like, Ness- maybe like uh, ancient astronauts came and like, like messed with them. Which would be interesting if we were actually evolved from the Bigfoot and like they're just like that like progenitor. The they're the ones that got tinkered with. We're their descendants, but they're still around. Yeah, like like phase one. And then the higher being was like, oh, no, no, we've made them too large. And also we shouldn't let them live forever. <laughs> so then we are like 2.0, like significantly smaller and uh Maximum 100 years. I like it. I don't know. I mean. Okay, so here's the film. We'll uh, try to post this on the uh, on the Instagram. Ugh. It really creeps me out, especially like when you're getting right into it. I, I feel reassured with how that ended with the whole construction site thing being a farce. Because it actually like gave me goosebumps and heebie-jeebies to think that something that huge would come that close to civilization. And maybe that's a flaw in me that I think uncivilized things, that might even be unfair to call things I don't understand uncivilized. Actually, I'm pretty sure that is the basis for some sort of discrimination against species or something. But anyways, yeah. but I just feel like it it spooks me to my core because I'm not the type of person that if I saw one would be like, oh, cool, I'm pretty sure I saw the Bigfoot. I'd be dead. Like, my heart would stop. I'd have a panic attack. I would not take it well. Like, I'd be traumatized. Why do you it would see be it as a crisis? Foe? Because it's, bi- it's way too big. Because you're a city girl at, ho- and at I, heart? I just, I think the not understanding, the probably not able to have a conversation with it, even if you were face-to-face and, like, it wanted to interact, it's low, scary grumbles. You know what? Because TV has effectively done exactly what TV meant to do to me as a child. It made me afraid of all the things that we don't understand. <laughs> it has spooked me from these things that are supposed to be considered monsters. They yeah. are in my head because... I've never considered the Bigfoot a monster. I've always thought it, it like he's a woodland me. friend. I... No. No. Yes! What example do we have? Ain't nobody ever gotten killed by the Bigfoot? Well, other than the guy How Teddy Roosevelt interviewed. No, We have never... We can't decide that we've ever for sure seen one. So how do we know that a lot of people then went missing and a lot of people do go missing every year in the Rockies? How do we know? We don't. Right. Okay, Kat, how about <laughs> this? Remember, like, uh, it, so they've been around since the Bering Strait. They came over with the natives uh, across the, the ice bridge from Russia, right? Maybe. Maybe. So. But say they did, yes. Thinking of, what was that uh, the Donner Party? Where they ended up eating each other and they all died. Ooh. What if it was just or a Bigfoot attack? <laughs> <laughs> they were cannibals. They got eaten by a Bigfoot. They saw a teeth mark and then they tried to justify it by saying, it's like, oh, no. like Obviously, they ate each other. Yeah, there's no giant humanoids out here. I mean, maybe. Croatoa, the, the abandoned settlement. They never found yeah. any uh, any uh, anybody that was from there. Who knows? Creepy things happen. Um, it's extremely unsettling. And you know what I'm realizing is like it's been a long time since we've had these conversations. And I'm like confronted again with my discomfort. Remember? Okay. I remember when I first came back before I was any way involved mm-hmm. with your podcast. And I started listening to your podcast. And I would go out on drives at night to get a break from the house. And the one about the Mothman. Yeah. And I literally had to pull over the car and picked in and like get my bearings before I could drive home. I like, I don't know. It really got in my head and creeped me out. Thank you. And well, you really did. Because I think I told you the Wudenheimer story and like, I don't know. It was just like paralleling with fears that I already had deep down that like I tried to keep deep down and then it surfaced all that. And now that it's been like months since we've got into the cryptid stuff that I'm finding myself kind of like. Oh my god! Okay, we're do- we're doing the creepy thing again. To like, okay, I gotta get comfortable again with these conversations about things like we don't have explanations for, which is no. extremely uncomfortable for me, and things that very much feel like a threat. Yeah. 
Well, maybe that's just a natural reaction of human beings, and that's why it's seen throughout the world, is this is such a... We're afraid of the natural world. We we like our civilization. We like our order to yeah. it. And the woods are big and dark and scary. And what's more scary than a woodland person? Um, and he, it really does personify this larger than life, much bigger than us, you know, questionable, possibly like what happens in the night, glowing eyes. That's never comfortable for anyone in any situation. Yeah. Like it's the personification of our fear of the larger nature that's out there. Well, and there's a slightly, not slightly, there's a much more depressing explanation for a lot of these sightings. Uh, I will give the caveat I haven't researched it past what I read in the, uh, the Wikipedia article is like feral human beings or yeah that is frightening um which like that's Mowgli from the jungle book and all no, these other stories Mowgli is like this cute little kid that was raised by animals like if we're being realistic a feral human being could there be a more horrifying thing because what other species kills its own species firstly in a civilized society this shit happens yeah so something that is detached from a sense of civil duty, whether you enjoy your citizenship or not. Um, we all abide by the you know, social contract. We all under, whether you abide or not, you understand that there is a social contract. And then still within that, we have people that break it like wildly and viciously and violently. And so to think of something that is not indoctrinated with this idea that we're to care for each other. To whatever degree of consideration you can muster for your fellow human beings. And it's just like running wild. No rules for him. Like, again, I feel like that's akin to like a zombie. It's this, it's the, like, it'd be unpredictable. Yes. That's, I think, what scares me about any of these creatures that are unknown like i don't like spiders i strongly dislike spiders this is going somewhere i swear same same with <laughs> snakes. Take any road you need to Sna- same with snakes like there are animals that make me very uncomfortable and i don't want them in my home and i don't like to see them when i see them yeah but i understand what it is and we know enough about them that like eh, i still don't like it but but it's a whole other kind of fear or phobia versus the unknown of some feral unhinged unpredictable unknown being creature whatever real or imagined has the same effect when i think about it like terror like i'm not gonna sleep well tonight and i'm wishing that we had started this earlier because i've literally (laughs) watched the sun go down in the time we've been sitting here and now it's dark out and i'm like i might have wanted to do things outside Today, while well, today was still today, but guess who's not going outside again till tomorrow? There, there's a map of all the Bigfoot sightings. Do you want to know how close the closest no. one to us is? Okay, it's not within city limits. It's within. Do you want to know or not? Do yes. you want to know or not? Trenton. Where in Trenton? It's just off the off the coast. There, they like a little island. Someone, a little kid at a young age, had a Bigfoot sighting. Okay, hold on. Whereabouts? Well, I'm thinking like towards Frankfurt. The There's like, there is a little, oh God. Oh God, I used to walk my dog there between, you know, from Trenton to Badawa. There's it looked that like walking more closer trip. to like Lake Ontario. Oh, oh. It's right across from where you live. <laughs> <laughs> I was, never mind. I was thinking like along the river, not along the bay yeah okay yes do definitely do show me um, how long ago we'll bring it up uh but while that's loading the another possibility was uh after vietnam uh thousands of veterans uh with ptsd and not really getting the help that they needed mm-hmm. went to live in the woods and a lot of them, like after a while, the clothes wore out, so they were wearing uh, animal skins. Okay. To to keep warm. That's a that's a really sad, but a lot less terrifying explanation. Yeah. At the same time, though, were these seven and eight foot men? 
the size doesn't the the mind does weird things when you're uh when you're scared you know like we've all been walking down the street and something looks way bigger and yeah i mean that's all the bigfoot sightings in our area no yeah uh so what site is this let's share what site this is because um arcgis.com we'll put a link in the bio a-r-k-g-i-s a-r-c actually that does look like it would be really close to where you uh where your parents house is that's exactly where i'm talking about Okay, hold on, because this is the way out to Frankfurt. No, no, never mind. This is on the other side. This is Trenton. Oh, sweet Jesus. Yeah, this is like right across from your parents' house. It's, um, no, it's across from uh, CFB. Well, that's basically. Which is 10 minutes from my parents' house, yes. 10? Okay, maybe like five or six or seven. Um... Child what is a child instinct. doing out there? Because isn't if that's not behind CFB Trenton, then... that's 1982. Kids were allowed to go for bikes back then. Oh, and they might not have had all that yeah, on developed. that side of the road because it wasn't even until we were in public school that they built all the bunkers yeah. on the west southern side of CFB there, like along where that entrance is to the park. Want me to see if there's any other ones nearby us? Like, not really, but also now that we're on it, yes. <laughs> Where's the next closest? I hope it's a good distance. Uh, I'd have thought, Sterling, to be honest, you have enough foliage. Uh, probably closer to Kingston or Brockville. There's a few. Peterborough. Tyandonega has a lot of caves. Nothing near Tyandonega, or they haven't reported it. wouldn't of course <laughs> um yeah they wouldn't call in the authorities probably mind their own business coming up on about 50 minutes is there anything oh. else that we need to uh, or want to cover on that topic maybe not i just want to say that i really like that roosevelt described it as a great goblin beast I feel like um, I'm going to try to remember to use that in future when referring <laughs> to the Bigfoot. It is the Great Goblin Beast. Um, no, I mean, I wrote down the grunts because I wanted to make a point of saying that really creeped me out, the whole nocturnal thing. And One day we got to do Ooh. just a full episode on that Theodore Roosevelt. And this Todd standing. I think we got to get into it more because Reddit fucking hates him, even on Bigfoot reddit where they're like sharing stories and like my grandmother had this story i have a few of them for maybe another podcast like we'll get more into the the actual stories of them okay but um uh yeah they do not like him he has a bunch of uh bastard but bachelor's and master's degrees and like he he's well accomplished but i think they think he's just trying to sell books could be I tend to believe in the worst motives for everyone. Mm. Um, Yeah, I think that, I mean, you did a good job with the intro of covering most of the points or like recapped anyways, most of what I read. I did start reading, um, there was a global news article from August 14th, like of this year, 2021, Mm -hmm. Bigfoot in Canada inside the hunt for proof, or at least a good photo. And it kind of went into the whole shout out to this 1967 video from California, the two men, and then questioning like, well, why since have we not had like, despite the number of people that are out there hunting, like actively wanting to capture good evidence, like why are we not having good evidence? And honestly, that article informed a good amount of my perspective when I then continued researching the rest of it. I was like, as much as I'm like, ooh, neat stories and that, and yeah. I still couldn't shake the whole like, yeah, but but why don't we with our modern technology, with our modern, the satellites and the drones and like we have so many ways to capture images even in places that we can't physically get to on land like walking up into the woods that we can fly these drones around now to get peaks. Yeah. 
you know, at uninhabitable land when we're still not finding evidence. But again, yeah. the whole nocturnal, the whole, do they live in caves underground? Like, yeah, you know, and do they know that we're coming? Are these people out there making enough noise? Like, they're well aware we're up there in their land. So, of course, they're not just going to come trotting out, put on a fashion show for us in their best furs. Yeah, which would speak to a non-hostile species. That's true. They're like, oh, the people are back. Yeah. Run away. Well, just like everyone stay off the South Hill today. (laughs) Humans are back on the hunt. Or those creepy little leprechaun-like folk crawling around in our land skin. Uh, that was up in Nineveh. The they had they were. That's really big. What I can't make with the numbers. Oh, measure forty. What's it say at the bottom? Measures forty centimeters in length. I mean, that's a big foot. Yeah. Out in the out in the wilds, uh, two uh, native women were picking berries. And they heard, like, this rustling. They thought, like, maybe it was a bear coming to get them. And, like, they didn't see what it was. They went to go look for it. And when they did, they found that footprint. Could you imagine something that size? Well, it's close enough they could hear it. How did it get away? Well, I guess you'd have to know what the landscape was like. That, like, Mm -hmm. where did it disappear so suddenly? And two, what should have... Oh, they did see it. What? Um... She said it was walking upright along the hill and was taking long strides. They said it would also sometimes crawl. We weren't sure what it was at first. It's not a human being. It was really tall and kept coming towards our direction. We could tell it was not a human, she said. Quinglack said that the creature was 10 to 15 feet tall. Pictures posted on Facebook show the alleged footprints are 40 centimeters long. The woman said that the creature didn't appear vicious, nor did it appear interested in them. Why did he keep walking towards them? That left me very unsettled when you read that part. Maybe they, he was in there. It, okay, so one of the other big detractors from the possibility of a Bigfoot is their size. So what would they be consuming to maintain that body mass, right? Mm-hmm. Um are they like human beings? They would have to cuz like uh, a herbivore diet, they wouldn't build the the muscle or anything like Aren't elephants one. herbivores? Uh, yes. Those are big animals. Those are living off animals. of leaves. But you can tell where they've been through, right? Yeah. Like, they're big grazing animals. So, you know, it's possible, but they would have to have, like, any kind of weather conditions. You would have, like, an entire population wiped out. Mm. Um, so, are they omnivores like humans? Opportunistic hunters to be carrying, like, uh, dead animals? But, like, with their size, if you're 15 feet tall, like, they could probably take down a deer, elk, um, rabbits, squirrels. And then with berries and stuff, they would probably, like a bear, eat kind of both. Hey, get away from my berry bush, you dicks. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Okay. Yeah, I mean... It's uncomfortable at the end of all these conversations not feeling any more confident in an answer where it's just like I I have my same questions as I had before. It's interesting. I hope that over the course of our friendship and recording together, I can convince you that the Bigfoot is our friend. You know what? I say go ahead and do that because that would make me feel much more comfortable about the world. But actually... Mm. This was really poor timing in terms of like putting an old fear back in my head that I had forgot I had because actually they informed me at work today that I'm going on the school camping trip next week because they need more adult supervision. And we're camping on an island. Like you have to get on a boat, get boated out to the island for three days and you don't leave till the boats come back to fetch you. Oh, that is awesome. Yeah, except now I'm going to be the adult that the other adults have to supervise Because I'm going to be the one, like, up at night with the flashlight on crying because I just want to go home because I'm afraid Bigfoot's on the island in the woods. Do you have a guide going with you? A what, sorry? A guide? No, a bunch of teachers and other Um, staff, like... 
I was going to say you should ask them if there's any Bigfoot stories on your way back when you're leaving. You know what, though? We will have park, like, I don't know if they're called rangers or something, but that will be there with us in the daytime to conduct uh, activities to keep the children occupied. Yogis. They'll, like, they have to, like, do, there's some activities that happen in the boat. They'll take kids out in, so that has to be run by the park people. They're not just going to let, like, school staff have um, their boats okay. and that. And then there's other activities. I don't know. They're doing maybe... I don't know what. Don't quote me. Say that they're doing like tree climbing or something like that. Us staff are not there for that. Like they <laughs> will supervise the outdoorsy activities. Yeah. So in the daytime, there will be park people with us. And then my understanding is they leave us at night to fend for ourselves because assuming we're just sleeping and everything's fine until morning, except I'll be the one hearing the grunts in the night. And if you hear any rocks being thrown, that's a good sign. Oh, God. If you find any trees that have been leaned up into like a, almost like a tripod or leaned against oh, a tree super. and Because kids don't fuck around with doing Sight. pranks and that. We're going out there. It's grades 9 to 12. Whole lot of them, boys and girls. So I'm sure like. Those little shits. How long? I, I want to know like an over under. I, I think you're going to catch at least 10 kids either high or trying to get drunk. Oh, my God. I don't know. I mean, I hope not. I, I'm not as involved. I think I'm just an extra body. Like the, the adult to child ratio needs to be a certain amount. Oh, okay. Is the purpose for my presence. But the actual like adults enforcing rules, it is my understanding that I will not be responsible for that. I'm pretty much just like watching them have fun and having fun with them when it doesn't involve getting wet because I don't really like, I don't want to. Yeah. And... That's funny. Get, they tapped you. They just ran out of people and they're like, cat, so, <laughs> low guy on the totem pole. I'm, I'm new is yeah. the thing. Well, the way they sold it, they're like, because I'm in admissions. Like, it's a great selling point to be able to speak to the camp experience. I was like, okay, cool. So when they get back from camp, like, I'll I'm, sit sure, down and talk to I'm sure that they're going to be taking photos. And like, I'll be glad to, yeah, for sure. I'll meet up with some of the teachers, hear how it went. And they're like, you have a sleeping bag, right? I was like. I own a sleeping bag. Yes, I do. Perfect. Bus leaves at 8 o'clock on Tuesday. I'm like, super. And we get back Thursday night. I'm like, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. I didn't ask any more questions because the day went on. It was like madness busy. So I don't know what the accommodations are. Like, I understand we're staying in cabins. Oh, that's I great. don't know with how many coworkers I'll be sleeping. But this is definitely the only appropriate circumstance where you would sleep with multiple coworkers. At the same time. I'm not going to get judgy. It's not for me. But, uh, I, I'm feeling, yeah, I was like, I'm not even going to ask because I think they're just going to have to put me on the bus, then put me on the boat, and then we get there, it's going to be what it is because I'm not willing to cause tension in my job over yeah. this. It, I'm just going to have to roll with it because if I ask too many questions, I can guarantee I don't want to go. Yeah. But I'm going. Good for you. Good yeah. for you. I hope you have a great time and you get to like maybe make some friends and Oh, it'll be it'll be an experience. Yeah, I'm say it that way. <laughs> it'll be on the last day. Yeah. You've got to ask one of the yogis. Like, hey, now I'm gonna have to. Now that we've had this conversation, you know, it's gonna be it's gonna be in my head. I feel like I if I can hold out for the boat ride back to land, that's, that's the time to ask. Because if I ask on the way in, you'll probably end up with some ranger that's gonna like capitalize on the opportunity to scare, obviously a city folk. You know what I mean? Knowing that I'm out there for three days with this idea in my head. So I'm definitely not asking on the way out. But I, I will, for the sake of curiosity, being able to loop back to this conversation, ask on my way home. Even like you don't have to poke your head outside the cabin. But if you start hearing stuff getting like thrown around and rocks, like just start, like a, a black and white video of you just like... If I mean, it was the Bigfoot. <laughs> oh my god. Well, I don't even know if we have electricity out there. Like, am I taking my phone? Do we, are we going to have cell service out there? Oh, yeah. You I probably have self service because it's like fucking I'll be another now, one of those people. You don't want to lose your phone in the water. Well, there's that. And I'll be, end up being one of those people that's like, no, I swear to God, I saw the Bigfoot. But hmm. we were out in the wilderness. So my phone was dead or low no. battery. Oh, there, there won't be any light pollution. You can look for aliens, too. Maybe they're communicating oh. with the Bigfoot. Oh, maybe. <laughs> I don't want to go. <laughs> I, I want to stay home. Oh, my God. I've been watching yeah. so much X-Files. <laughs> like, I was on a kick for, for a while over the winter. 
I've gotten bad out of it, but X-Files is always worthwhile, yeah. I've never seen any of it before. Season 1 is so good. Season 2 has proven to be, like, pretty solid. I just got... You didn't watch it growing crazy. up? No, we didn't have it. We just had antenna. We had two channels. Okay. I feel like we did have this conversation where we were gonna, like, was this the show we were gonna watch and report on as we went? I think so. I feel like it was, because I, there, I feel like there was a reason why, like... This and Gravity Falls. Before last winter, I started watching it again, and I, it must have been because we were going to do something about it. Yeah. But we didn't, and I just went ahead and watched a whole lot of it. <laughs> <laughs> Gravity Falls, yeah, I got super into that. <laughs> <laughs>